0: Yeah, but also, I was not ready for that perky volume. Hello, and welcome to the Life Laundry podcast. I am Gemma, I am chippy, (laughs) I am a little bit chirpier than last week's episode. If you want to be, uh... I, I mean, I don't listen to them anyway, but uh, after last week's, I was like. Was there any joy in that podcast? There or was, was it just two worn down women going? It was mainly two worn down women. Until the end, when you get excited about your peonies. Peonies. And I, and I got excited about my, my, <laughs> my cheese. <gasps> oh, and then I got excited about your cheese. Yeah, so we ended on a high. There was a positive. And we've started this week with me being excited about peonies. So I'm going to peony it up until they're over and then I'll slip back into misery. I don't know what the peony season is, but I'm hoping it's a long one. Um, No, it's really short. Only, I can't believe you know me as well as you do and you think that I would go for a flower that's got a long season. It would be miserably short. What's your favourite flower, Gemma? If it's not peony. Um, Hydrangea. Good call. I really like hydrangeas, but annoyingly, I haven't. I was woefully bad at growing Mm. hydrangeas, and I've managed. Why? That's super easy. I think it's. I think they like shady, shady, dappled spots. But you've got lots of hydrangeas in your garden. Uh, I've got my (laughs) garden may well be renamed the hydrangea garden because I'm not that green fingered, and when I find something that works i go for it. I think it's because um, it's it's they like shady space and my garden's completely south-facing. Oh, no. mine! I've got some that are in south-facing. Well, well, I just don't like sorry. Them then. Shall I tell you my top hydrangea tips to get yeah. us started? So yeah. no, all my hydrangeas in my garden, except the one which was there when we arrived, which is in the most sunny spot and it's my least favourite hydrangea, were given to me by people who know I love hydrangeas. You know when someone appears at your house and gives you a hydrangea in a pot from a shop. Mm. Mm. All of my hydrangeas started off as little weedy ones from the shop. Put Uh. them in a pot. I think people think they don't like pots, but they do like pots because they're safe and secure in there and you can water them enough. And then you need to water them really well, but kind of leave them alone. And don't do anything until they get so big for their pot that you have to plant them out, and then you put them out of the pot. And then that's just. I have, born free. I have a hydrangea who's a little bit too big for his pot. He's one of the two. And I was concerned that if I made him move house, he might not like me anymore, and wither and die. But I shall try. <laughs> I shall try and what rehome size him. pot is he in? So, everyone listening hands? at home, I, I'd say it's probably a 20 litre pot big pot I think you could go I I might up a pot I might up its pot up up his pot before I put him out okay but as long as they have so do you have any stone walls in your house in your garden or is it a fence oh no I do I do yes I do because you've got to be careful about stone wall because it sucks some of the water from the soil so if you plant it next to a stone wall you've got to water it a bit more I'm wondering why that if that's why mine have died. That it sounded like they really like water. <laughs> Hi, stranger. Hi, Hi stranger. Have no. you just got that? My mind just oh, blown. God. It's, it's okay, like, so now we're going to have we're going to have gardening corner with with Chippy and veg corner with Jem and grammar corner with Chippy. <laughs> and we were walking um, back, ironically, from the allotment um, a couple of days ago, and Johnny just went. I've just realised why they call it a W, like literally, just out of the blue. Is that why they call it a W? Yeah, two U's, W. That's two V's. Well, not, not if you have a bendy bottom. <laughs> Obviously, I feel like we started the podcast and we had we we talked a little bit about what happened in the news, and then we got into lockdown, and there was only one thing happening in the news. And yeah. then luckily for us, someone very kindly made some news for us this week to discuss. And I'm stuck, but I feel like we need to put a timer on it because I think both of us have an opinion. We haven't discussed it with each other, so this should be interesting. <laughs> I bet we have the same opinion, though. So do you but, want to go? You I'm, go. I was, saying, I was saying to you that I'm like some sort of angry chicken. That if anyone mentions it, I start getting really like blah, 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 about it, and Joe wants to put me in a cupboard. Um. So since we last recorded, I think it was that evening. Was it the, the Thursday or the Friday? No, it was the right. It was just before Bank Holiday Monday. It became apparent that a certain somebody, he who shall not be named, because everybody does know his name. Why can't we fr- name him? Dominic Ooh, yeah. Cummings. Yeah, well, I'm just you know, you're more trendy than I feel like Vol, me. Vol, no Voldemort. Like if you say his name, he should. <laughs> <laughs> something, something will happen. So, <laughs> Dominic Cummings is the mum's Voldemort. Anyway, yeah. Um, and at first I read, I, I read it briefly. I like pinged through on my phone as a headline, as like, whatever. And then the seed just yeah. planted in my head, and I was like, "Fuck, oh, you know are." I am. I am a SWAT. I've always been a SWAT at school. I have never been a rebel, and yeah. I, I was always a pre, you know, as a prefect. So I was on the school. So like, oh, I really no. have tried, right? And this has made me and also really have both had it. You've both had it, and has to look after your three children with no childcare. Yeah. yeah. And what? Because my mum would happily have volunteered to help us with childcare because. Joe and I both work from home. And she, at the very beginning, was like, please can't feel like you can come and lock down here. One of the reasons we didn't uh, was because our dogs bite. But I would have seriously <laughs> considered it because it's not in London. And this was before, this was just when the schools closed. And it looked like we were going to and have your, lockdown measures. That would have made your whole experience because you've had a real tough time because of where you live would have been completely different. Yeah. Walks in the fields, like we would have been able to have our daily exercise in a completely different way. Anyway, <laughs> cheery news. What? Well, what cheery news? How's, how, well, I want to know how the allotment's going. Also, They're people the following goes. Gemma on social media, will. I, I for one, want to discuss the new system. So our last podcast last week was about how difficult a lot of people are finding it with working from home both of you working from home but also some businesses are just not making allowance for families Mm -hmm. at all what is your new system Gemma tell us about your fridge as as many inventions are born out of necessity (laughs) so (laughs) As you know, as as you know, if you had listened to last week's podcast, you will no doubt have sensed an element of desperation, right? Um, so, at our wit's end, my, I was "Mike's like, we need to, we need something." And I was like, "Why don't we do like that lifeguard on duty thing, where we just stick a picture of ourselves, whoever's on duty?" So, was it Mike's idea? No, it was my idea. But what Ooh. he did, what he he sourced <laughs> and printed out the photos. I didn't, I, the gonna, I didn't expect they were going to. I didn't expect they were going to be that large. I just. I was... <laughs> Do you have a laminator? No. Are they not laminated? Them. No. No. How discuss have. this? He printed it. it print got paper. photo. No. Did they look like they were? They are just on printer paper. Yeah. Normal paper. Yeah. Not on printer Paper. No, I they looked like they were laminated. laminated. Lam- lam- no. Laminated. So we've got so two two photos of equal size. So when I'm on shift, so I'm on shift from nine till twelve. Mike's on shift from 12 until just after three. And then I um, take over for another two hours. So we, when I'm on shift, my photograph goes over his. And when yeah. he's on shift, his photograph over. And then when we're not on shift, we're both photographs next to each other. So what it means is, it means that inevitably the kids will wander in and now they just know to look at the fridge. So you, it's quite funny. You see them scuttle in and then they'll look at the fridge and then they'll scuttle off to whoever they need to speak to. Oh, to ask for another packet that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. I, if I one thing I would do if I, if I knew now what I knew then about quarantine, I might go back and start a crisp comp- company like a kids a sustainable share them. Share them crisp, crisp company because it's just bloody. I mean, we're getting through goodies, noughts, and crosses. Like, what's that song? I wish them wish you then. With when I was younger, that's I, it. That's I, it. Yeah, that's the faces, isn't it? I wish that I knew. Oh, uh, no, I, I can't, John, can't get the words. So <laughs> when I was younger, I wish that I knew what I know now. That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. when I was younger, I would would have had do, a crisp company. Do, do, do. Yeah. Wait if only I knew where my my uh, I've got a you know harmonica Chris, was. Oh my good god. Oh, no. <laughs> we don't need to go there. <laughs> but I would because you know how Chris were invented? An accident. It was an accident and it's it, it is it is um slightly contentious, but it was in a chippy. In a fish and chips. Was shop. it? So apparently you have the, got all the chippy facts. So in, in, in the olden days. So like you have like your potato peelings, they didn't want to waste the potato peeling. So whilst the customers were waiting for their fish to fry, they'd give them crisps. So oh. deep fried potato peelings. I love the fact that when you do something you go big or go home. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna run a chip shop. I'm gonna know all the chip facts. <laughs> all the chip shop facts. And actually that leads us in really nicely into today's topic, which is work and jobs. Because I've had many, many jobs. Different different types. Chippy, CV, go. My CV? Okay. Okay. Um, Worked at Riding Stables. Uh, (laughs) Then worked in pub, in pub kitchen. Um, Worked as a contracts assistant in a publishing company. A PA, managing editor, (laughs) makeup artist. Facial skincare Tower therapist. Tower Records. Oh, Tower Records customer services. How could you not Tower remember that? Tower Records open till midnight. I know, that was my best job. I was thinking, like, last night, um, I was talking to a friend I made when I was at Tower, and I was like, if, that, if it was still open, that's where I'd work. You know, Empire Records, was that based on Tower Records? Yeah, it was written by a Tower so Records are, employee. So are you, are you actually Liv Tyler? Is that you? Yes. Yeah, Is it? Is it really? Yeah. Is it's it basically me. Right? Is it? No. Well, I mean, oh. that's what I did. But no. Because I'm not American. It's written by an American person about American Tower Records. Not like... No, so it did they have more than one branch? Yes! <laughs> it's, it was all over America. And then... Oh, my God. They've still got one in Ireland. Anyway, I went to Tower Records Piccadilly Circus. And it was great. I thought they only had one brand. No! They had great one in Camden. So they like anyway. HMV. What, what did it? you just say? Oh Was yeah. it like HMV? <laughs> no, it's not. I remember I went not. To, I went into R price once when I was thirteen. Yeah. Um um <laughs> in Manchester. And it was when Pete that was just coming on the scene. And um I stood there and I sang a whole verse of "Could it be magic?" to the man behind Could the Could it death. be magic? I, was like, I yeah. want that song that goes, "Come, co- come, into my life." And he's like, "Yeah, no, it's one you Did want." Did you do that dance? Yeah, like like a bungee. Literally, on the, on... that, that <laughs> a <happened>. cockatoo. <laughs> that happened a lot. I can imagine. Uh, the only time I really messed up anything sales-wise was for Ken Hom. Do you remember Ken, oh, Holmes, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, chef? The, the, the chef. He yeah. had a big order, and he came to my till. And because I was customer <laughs> services, and I didn't really have to do much till stuff, I really messed it up. Also, because I was like a little emo metal kid with loads of piercings and massive hair, I one of the atomic kitten women came to my till once, and I just closed it <laughs> until she went away, and then I opened it for the customer behind her that's why it was like tower records and not hmv that's why it's like empire records and not HMV. Um, what, what so what jobs have you done you've done loads more than me uh, okay so when i was chip shop first, well chip shop from about 10, 10 years old oh. um and then um when i was 13 i went to work for the bbc in manchester every weekend and every summer holiday for free spod yeah I know. and then um I what did I do and then I didn't do a degree I did an open university degree and then I went to work for ITV in Manchester till I was about 19 and then I went then I had to move from Manchester so we had to go to it Switch and I went into sales which I was really really rubbish at and then I opened a chippy um and I've got a funny story about my chippy I saw Trevor McDonald in the chippy got very excited oh, about oh. Trevor McDonald Trevor McDonald I thought you said I once kept a McDonald's in the chippy, and I was no. like And then we had um this um footballer Lee Shark you won't know who he is, he used to play for Manchester United. Yeah, I do know uh, who he is so He, he very had much. okay, but he had the most beautiful eyes, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> swimming pools that you could dive in and I used to really fancy him. And um he came in one day and I was about fourteen and this is when I used to work for Mum and Dad in their Chippy, and I just felt yeah. bright red. Um, and oh. I served him And he was, he was having chicken breast and chips I don't forget chicken breast and chips um, And I just said, got really embarrassed I asked him if he wanted salt on his breast <laughs> Gemma uh, so yeah, oh, Chippy. And Gemma. then um, I was a doula Which is probably my what favorite was your favourite job? Was a doula. Doula. A doula Doula and native teacher Because like, he loves jobs. doing the BBC <laughs> stuff Oh yeah, but that was quite a. But the doula is very interesting because one of the ladies let me f ah, I'm a midwife. Yeah, Jill. Um, in the group, we were talking about that about jobs. We asked everyone, and she says that she's a midwife. and She did her training when she was 38 because that's when her youngest started school, mm. and she didn't know what she didn't she hadn't heard of doulas and stuff until then. Um. She says, "I wouldn't say I love my job. It's really hard and stressful a lot of the time, but I can't contemplate doing anything else." I think I've always been really jealous of people who have a vocation, and I think I'm trying to, I'm trying to find a doula it. and so thing, yeah. midwives and nursing. It is I think it's so. T- well, I'm about to go on one of my on my pay rants, but I think that's the reason it gets paid so badly. Is that people are ah, interesting? Born to do people. Do you know what I mean? You're just born to do it, and that's why. People yeah, I will think pay the you. only reason—the reason why I became a doula was because I couldn't be bothered to retrain as a midwife. <laughs> You'd be a great midwife. I can so and, see. I, you I also, didn't also want did a I didn't want to do shift. No, shifts are a killer. I couldn't, no, I, didn't I couldn't, I couldn't be a midwife because of the bad sides of being a midwife i just couldn't yeah i say they not yeah. mentally emotionally strong enough for that i was very lucky in my antenatal and doula career that i never had to encounter that um which you know i'm trying to persuade joe to have a fourth baby yeah and you once said that if i had a fourth baby you would be my doula you can't social distance as a doula chippy I'm not going to, I'm not planning on having one within the next couple of months. Okay. But then you'll be modular. Then it could, that could be Team Tron Transformation Series 3. Trans, transform the Maternity Unit. one. right. <laughs> <laughs> But no, like, I, I do get it back. It is, it is a vocation. I, and annoyingly, I can't find it on, I can't find the thing on Facebook, the thing. So you... Well, I've got it right here. So you, you, um, what, what people have people been saying about their job? Because I ask them, you know, especially I think at the moment, it's highly poignant because people might be looking for a new job. They might be reassessing their lifestyle and they might be thinking, you know what? I'd really, I've always wanted to write a book or I've always wanted to be an artist. And obviously, yeah, so what? constraints. Financial constraints, obviously. Yeah. So we've got a lot of women who are having to work around their husbands' jobs and childcare. So Sarah works evenings in a pub. Um, her husband works forty-five plus hours a week. <clears throat> she does eighteen to twenty hours. It works around the kids. It sounds like a bloody exhausting day because she says I'm up at six am and when I'm working. It's so usually after midnight, one AM ish, when she gets to bed. Um, I think that's so difficult, isn't it? If you're having to, when do you get time together, or time for yourself? If you're yeah. having to work shifts like that, and there are so there are a lot of women who are having to work. But there is a lady, Hannah. She's started writing. She wants she wants to learn to become a freelance copywriter and editor, and she has started writing her book because she always dreamed of being an author and she'd be she's been very inspired by you Gemma um and yeah people I think people would like some writing tips the, the everyone wants writing tips or like they're scared of how to start to write or anyone reading their stuff so hmm. I've got my thing that I always say to people who I work with who write books including Gemma mm-hmm. which is you just have to sit down and write and it doesn't matter if you're writing don't think you have to sit down and start at the beginning of your novel you can write a because this is what they're talking about they're talking about novels so it's like you can write about your character you can write about a, like a conversation about you can you can Write about where the book's taking place. It doesn't have to be anything, and nobody has to ever read it, but you need to get into the habit of sitting down and writing for half an hour. That's my yes. top tip. What's your tip, also, Gray? Well, I, Bray? well I, I got it, actually, I forgot to mention this as a job, but when I was a single mom, I did copywriting. So um, I went on websites like peopleperhour.com, I don't know if it still exists, or freelancer.com, and I would bid for work. So if, if it's something that you're looking to do, then I would definitely re- recommend doing that. I mean, it's not very glamorous. It's not as glamorous. You, ha- you know, you have to get your experience under your belt. I mean, I wrote, i never forget, 300 articles on foot fungus for one client. Yeah. So, uh, you, you know, Martha you need Parker to build used up. to write for a caravan magazine. You've yeah, and I wrote, be... yeah, I wrote uh, on airport car parks for, for a couple of clients. But it was good because I did it in the evening I was when I was a single mom, and it helped me develop my own writing style, and it helped me gain confidence. I think so. There's lots of anonymous web, um, articles on the web that I've written, that I've ghost for people. You just have to get, just do it. You have to just do it. You do have to get over it because if you write anything that does get published, say you write a novel and it goes on Amazon, there will be reviews. There will be bad reviews. And it is just part of the core, par for the core. Yeah, is that the phrase. Par, par for the core. core. And I, and I, Grammar. And core. I was going to say, obviously, um, when, so, tech case in point, Chippy and I were quite nervous about starting this podcast because, and that's since Chippy to this day still does not listen to them. <laughs> no, I hate my voice. So you know, and there if was I listened to it, there would be no podcast. Yeah, you ha- we have to get over, and we have had some bad reviews on Apple. So you know, if you want to be kind, get and do a good started. Deed. Okay, let's not go there. I'm just saying, if anyone would like to do a good deed for the day, it'd be nice to go and rate and review this podcast on Apple. Tiffany, what's your funny story? Oh. <laughs> no, well, my thing is when I was from the age of about eleven, I wrote songs. Ah. It was my yes. calling. I wrote and I had a notebook and I would literally wake up in the middle of the night with a song in my head and I would wake up and write it in my notebook. Right. Happened all the time to the extent that I have a group of friends who call me lyrics because they didn't know what my name was when we first met. And I was the person that was constantly scribbling in a notebook. Now I thought what happens if I die And people read these. So I got rid of them all. And I really regret it. Because there could have been some gems in there. But I Mm -hmm. was too embarrassed to read them. Because I'm very self-critical. So I've started again. With my notebooks. Not with song lyrics. But with just notebooks. Because I'm a notebook fiend. And I write stuff down. Um, But I make sure that if people were to read it. There's nothing in there that I can't just stand up and be like, okay, fine. I wrote that. It doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? So um, oh, I guess what I'm trying to say is don't be like, um, do you know what I mean? I really hate Gemma because she said that we had a bad review on the podcast and, and she's horrible anyway. You know, if someone reads that, you're going to feel embarrassed. But if you're like, we got a bad review of the podcast and I had a real tantrum about it today then I'd be like yeah that's true that happened fair if someone read it do you know what I mean so I think you have to get used to the idea that someone might read it someone might judge it but if you've done it and you've tried really hard and you're proud of it that's enough yeah and I think I think I think it's a big leap as well especially if you've never written before it's a big leap to go from not writing to all of a sudden writing a novel so I would say maybe start off with some short stories, develop a, develop a structure, develop a, a, a storyline, and then just keep on adding to it rather than just sitting down and thinking I've got to write ten, tens of thousands of words where do I start? Also, off? you look at, okay, so some of my favourite authors, Jilly Cooper. I love Jilly Cooper. I am an occasional member of the Jilly Cooper book club um, with some of the most fiercely intelligent women I've ever met. who make me feel like a real thickie when I'm in a room with them and they love her. They've met her. They get Christmas cards from her. Every time I read a Jilly Cooper book, I have sit for the first chapter. I have to kind of push on through because the writing isn't great, but the escapism and the characters and everything is exactly what I want from a book. I want a book where I'm going to spend the rest of the day being like, oh gosh, I wonder what's going on with blah, blah, blah. And mm. no one, in my, to my mind, does that better than her. So I'm sure if I was to go on Amazon and read reviews for Julie Cooper, there'd probably be loads of people being like, she can't write for Toffee. Ugh, her grammar is so terrible. But it's like, does that matter? She's still got millions of sales and a badass fan club. And do you know what I mean? you can't vouch for who's going to... I've read some books that everyone has been like, this is the best book I've ever written, and I thought it was tripe. So I think Mm. you've got to be... Yeah, and I think also having someone... So dare I say it, I'm this for Gemma, but maybe Mike as well. Have someone who you can show stuff to, who if they say to you something needs to change you're not going to a hate them forever or cry. Yeah. Cause some people, if I show stuff to my mum, whatever she says about it, I'm going to take it badly. Mm. Um, whereas other people, they, it's, it's easier to take it from them if you see what I mean. So I think having someone who's a good sounding board. Yeah. Absolutely. What I mean? And you have to be quite pragmatic about it. Um, but, you know, it's a lovely, it's a lovely thing to do. I mean, unless you are—I mean, I got paid peanuts when I used to work as a copywriter. So again, it's it is like it, ha- it is something that you have to love to do. I always say that, and this is going to sound really pathetic, but this is something that I've always believed that I think words can be more powerful than weapons. And if you know how to craft your the words properly, you could probably be, do more damage and be more powerful than someone who had an army of. Excellent. Mm. Thousands of people behind them. It's Very powerful. And did you do you find writing easier now? Is it like a muscle? Do you know what I mean? Like you wrote yeah. book one. I remember when we got the contract signed for book one, and then you were. It was a bit like this weather. So I remember you were outside. I was on the way. To and you were a bit then. like, "Well, oh, I've got to write a book now. Yeah. Was, but I've got to write it." Yeah, and yeah. I had to be like, just just sit down and write for half an hour every day, and that's fine. And, and it, was the, it was the transition from going and writing blogs, 500 to 800 words, to suddenly writing chapters. That's what freaked me out. Yeah. And, but when you came to book two, you just kind of banged it out. So yeah. I think if you're someone who wants to write, it does get easier. Yes. And you develop your own style, and you know you just have a bit of fun with it. That's what that's what I'd recommend. Have a bit of fun with it, because it's who. Otherwise, it's just boring. It's just it just becomes like reading a dry old piece of toast. Um, I and someone's put here, right? So when I was a doula, um, people used to. So I've been a stay-at-home mom, work-from-home mom. I've done all the different types, right? Done it, um. And I always, oh, oh, when I first became a stay-at-home mom, that's all I wanted to do.
1: Ooh. And
0: then I realized when Tom was about 18 months old that my brain wanted something more. And I think it's, reading through some of these comments, I think it's okay to realize that it's it's okay that you can change your mind. Yeah. So you could you could say, like, I've always wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And then five years ago, right, I've done it. Actually, I'd like to do something else. And that's yeah. okay. But also, I definitely had a thing when I had my first son where I was like, I never want to work again. I just want to be with him all the time. And then after five months, I was like, yeah, I need to do something or I'm going to go bonkers. Um, And I think that's, I think I never beat myself up about it. I was like, oh, okay, that's probably not who I am. I've got to go and scrap about for work constantly for the next seven years. Yeah, but as, 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 you, as you grow and your circumstances change, your mindset changes. And so like when I used to work in the chippies, it was the most unsociable hours. I mean, we wouldn't be getting home till half 10, 11 o'clock. You know, so that wasn't conducive oh. to me, we having a family. You're right, yeah. Chippy? Batteries have run out. Well, I've just read Mandy's, Mandy's comment. Mandy's been a stay-at-home mum for the past 16 years and she homeschools all her kids she was a single mum she was a single wow. mum for seven of those years she Oh is yes. a superhero that's what Mandy's doing with her spare time being a bloody superhero this is the thing I remember being I think I must have had I think I just had my second child and I went and did a makeup gig with an weirdly it was very intimidating a much more experienced makeup artist doing the hair um and we were chatting we knew people in common and we were chatting about it and she was the second person in makeup who'd said to me no 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 you have your kids everything stops and then when the youngest goes to school you can start doing makeup again because otherwise it's just really nightmarish and I think that's the thing that isn't accounted for some some women very successfully do a job have a baby have maternity leave and go back into their job and the job gives them the hours they want and it works for them some that does happen it's happened for lots of my friends but I think what isn't addressed often is that change of like actually your life can be divided into three there's before kids there's The motherhood bit, Mm -hmm. and then there's after kids, which you're in. I'm still in the slightly early motherhood stage, although my youngest is about to be three. Yeah, I'm just I'm emerging from that. But but your youngest is in reception. He's five. Yeah. So, and I think you've had a similar thing where you where a couple of years ago you were like, I either have to do I go back to being a doula. Do, do i really go for it with the blog yeah and try and write a book
1: and i don't know that that's addressed in
0: us no because it is a real pivotal time because you have to reassess so like when i was a doula i couldn't be a doula i could not have been a doula with a baby with ben because of, right. you're on you're on a you're on f- call for four weeks 24 hours a day and you can't really travel more than an hour away from where your mom is not your yeah. the, the mom you're looking after right yeah in, in case you need you um so that meant that when before I had Ben and I was doing my doula um the, the school were teed up um we had emergency childcare in place that if Tom and if I had to if I was called out whilst the boys were at school the boys could go to after school club ad hoc you know it was all set up but I couldn't have done that with mm. a baby so I knew that I had to put my doula ring on hold and initially I was like, going to put it on hold until Ben starts school but then I really lent into the blog and the social media and now that's taken over. And I, I have in no way ruled out I, I, I no doubt that I probably will go back to doolering when the boys are 18, 20 years old. Like when I'm like semi-retired. Yeah, well yeah, I'm so retired because it because because you can oscillate between these sort of things. And in a way, even though yeah, they're nothing... entirely different, they're also very similar because I'm still dealing with mums all the time. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you're dealing with but I think so one of the problems that I've always had and I always say to Joe and he really gets it to be fair he is very good but I'm always like you can walk out of this house <clears throat> take your wedding ring off and be the person that you were when you were 16 obviously now you look like a 40 year old man but yeah. you are that person your body is the same You, it hasn't Luckily, thankfully, touch wood, been through any massive traumas. So you are essentially the same person. And your career has never taken a break. You've carried on doing whatever you want. And I hate that I walk out of this house, I have what we call the Ned house slapped on my front. Um, And I'm having to constantly juggle. My jobs than my children, and I think even looking at these comments, everything is like you have to do stuff that fits around your kids. Mm. Whether that's you have the mum guilt of going back to work, and like a lady here is a teacher, and she hates the feeling of putting him to bed, so you know, in a hurry, so that she could get her paperwork done. Yeah. So I'd have that or. You have a work pause, in which case your partner's job continues supported. What's happening a lot in lockdown is the person who makes the most money is getting the more time to work. I think, I think, I think, it's very much the case. of so like when I was a single mom, I had to create a job for myself because mm. there were no jobs out there for me to do that I could do from home, ad hoc um and I think that's not what we can comments that's not you know that's what you do that's how you do that's how yeah. you work it's how I work I, I still work like that now I am a self-employed I can't work for anybody else now I'm too been self-employed far too long I just can't be told what to do um and mm-hmm. it's re- and it, you know being self-employed is stressful it has massive benefits but it also has massive downsides and one of the greatest things that I used to love about when I was employed. Oh, I forgot to tell you about this job. I used to work for the bin department for a council. Oh, yeah. The, 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 I used to call. What help were you call doing there? The um, refuge collectors. I used to help call. Ooh. I was admin and I used to help make sure they were going to the right roads on the right days. And people would phone me up and say, is it blue bin day? And I'm like, no, that's next week. It used to be my Ooh. job. But, but like, I, quite used to, it I used to love that job because I could close, I could shut my computer down, leave at five and not have to think about it until nine o'clock the next morning. Yeah, And, and, and there's a lot to be said for that, the mental yeah. load of running your own business and the stress because yeah. you never switch off. Absolutely. Um, because you have to be everything. As a small business, you have to be
1: an yeah. accountant,
0: PR, marketing. A and I'm really person. bad because I never stop.
1: And you know, I realize I, I get
0: really resentful with Joe because he does stop. Yeah, because he's you have to be really strict and like put boundaries in place. Um, yeah, I'm just going through some more. Um, Katie is a teacher, and then after the birth of her first child, she went back part time. That's what you said. She hated the thing, yeah, 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 of of having to see that's that's the thing. Are, Are women just going? weighing up the situation and going the the, the the path of least resistance like i took the path yeah. of least resistance and created my own job rather than battling through the job market begging yeah. for flexi working what's your ideal job chippy what's your dream job well, if you could if you, if you singer. Can, can you sing no um you, apparently you say no, because you know that if you said yes, we'd all demand you gave us a rendition. <laughs> no, otherwise I would be. So part of my massive problem with my life is that from birth until late teens, I just knew that I was destined to be a singer. I knew it. Yeah. I, I'm not musically inclined, it turns out. That's a problem, uh, and I re- was really resentful because actually, you don't have to sing very well to be a male singer. Like, I'm trying. Like Lemmy doesn't have a particularly great singing voice. I was thinking about, but yelling. most ahead of Oh, he's got a horrible voice. Anyway, sorry, Mark, if you're listening, Gemma's he is. biggest fan. Um. Yeah, you see, I don't think Robbie Williams has got a particularly nice voice. Uh, I know there'll be lots of Robbie fans out there who disagree. But women, you kind of really do need to hold a tune. And so yes. I was massively resentful. Um, so it's either that or I'd be a three-day eventer. But that ship is also sailed. So have horses. Yeah. If my dream job would be... Hold on a minute. Mike? Mike? There's a shopping come. Don't put, just put the freezer one away. I'll do the rest. Oh, this is great. Leave this in. I has come half an hour early. Forty they minutes. They keep coming. Early. They keep coming early. Um, my dream job. Yeah. Kind of actually already doing it. Writing. Oh, so but tough. like if if, if 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 no no once no, a do, spod always a spod would be. Um. Yeah, being Agatha Christie, I'd settle for that. Yeah, my if, if crime I writer. Say, my own job. I don't know. I'm stuck up. I'm already doing it. How sad that. Oh, you're almost unbearable. <laughs> <laughs> also, you're there with your grey hair, which looks amazing. Silver, your grey hair Your grey hair is grown out and looks fab, and you always wear tank tops, and you've got great arms. I mean, I seriously don't know why we're friends. I can't get the tops of my arms out because they just look awful. And my grey hair looks awful. No, it does really. It's really unpleasant. Did you, you, are you planning it doing Jillian Michael? The organised mum, it's deeply unpleasant. Yeah, I'm on day 18. What day are we on? What day are you on? 15. Okay, well, 15? <laughs> I stopped. <gasps> Did you? Yeah. Jim, wait, I'm only really doing That's, it because of you. I started doing another one, I got bored. I get bored easy. I still I'm so fucking bored, Gemma. I'm so bored. Do you know the word? I'm trying to explain it to Joe. <laughs> yes. And when she's going to laugh. And I kept saying to Jo, part of my problem is that I just get bored halfway doing this 30 seconds of squats. And halfway through, I'm like, oh God, I'm so bored. Chippy, it annoys Chippy, and she thinks it's deplorable. Is that the right word? I don't know. Or over unbearingly sickening. But I enjoy my job. Yeah, all of it that yeah, still is a job, and there are still are bad bits of the job. Yeah, I think we perhaps we're a generation, maybe it isn't. I worry that there's a there. There are some. some my friend's a musician. My friend's a singer, and I know f- from being friends with him the really sucky sides of his job. Yeah. So even though he's doing. Mine and many people's dream jobs. I'm very aware of Sir. Really time. shit times. Like now, I'll, like, yeah, no one can make, work. no one in the music industry can make any money. No, well, it's I was, um, this again is going to sound awful. I was being interviewed for a magazine <laughs> <laughs> the other day. There's no other way to start the story. Like, I was being interviewed for a magazine the other day, and the writer was a man. And he was always a, and he was also a. What is your um the best bits of the job, and what are the worst bits? And I and I said to him, well, you know, there's great bits that I can work flexibly around my family, but there's also bad bits as well. The fact that you get trolled and blah blah. blah. And he was like, well, I'm as well as being a writer, I'm also a model. And I immediately went, oh god, that must be rubbish, not being able to eat all the cheese. Yeah. Now that she's back went, on the cheese, he went. That is a real downside. He said, if I've got a job, I have to be really careful about what I eat. And I'm just like, oh no. I work with a lot of models. It's not for me. (laughs) And as much as they've asked me to go and be their leader, I've had to say no. No. I worked with a lot of models and I actually, someone was asking me about what my favourite recent thing was. It's not actually even that recent, it's four years ago. Um, and so I was looking, I was scrolling on the internet to see if I could find photos from it, because I'm really bad at taking photos. And I found some photos, and there were two models in particular that was so beautiful, and had like hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram of just pictures of them being beautiful. Mm. And in like the Italian lakes on a photo shoot mm. being really beautiful. And I was like, oh, that would be so nice. And obviously I do their makeup and then at the end of the day I was doing them facials because they have their makeup changed all day. Mm. So I do them a really quick facial. I was like, oh, you just have your makeup done all day and then you get a facial and then you get to beautiful off. And then I thought, oh, but... I just don't have, you know, if they do have to watch what they eat, and they do... all the water they have to drink. They wean on time. Do you know what? Did I tell you about Lana's Morissette? Did I tell you about Lana's Morissette? Yeah. I'm still not. I'm still not over that. That was at least... She's part camel. (laughs) She is breastfeeding. And we Mm. all know what effect that I can have. Did you not? Mm -hmm. Didn't like it. You're such an you EC. This is why you're the world's best. Best, you've cut out. The world's best. What? You still cut out. <laughs> you've gone. Chips. Chippy. Hello. You're there. You're back. Okay. So you went. You went and the slow world, mo, and it was and it was, you, and it was really went, scary. You went. You're the world's best, and then it cut off. Oh, okay. No, you went slow mo, and it was like. Uh, 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 it was really weird. Um You're the world's best doula. <laughs> Tell me what your positive <laughs> is for this week, apart from your peenies. Okay. Yeah, have you
1: got one? You think? Usually well,
0: like... it's, more, it's more of a funny anecdote. You already know it, I've already told you. It's a funny oh. anecdote. So um I bought a new rug, right? And um, <laughs> Jiffy's laughing because she knows how this is it's gonna go. Because right? um, so it's a positive is because next is reopened, which is we all know is my wardrobe um, and that's anyway. how we started our conversation today I was like how are you doing with next yeah. being shut because it's your favorite place yeah um so I ordered a rug off next and the lady phoned me and said or they emailed me and they said it's going to be a long time because it's two person delivery and I'm like oh it's a rug right and she's like oh fine because it, it, it's fine because it's fine because it weighs over a certain amount so i was like okay She and we're just trying to sort out two person delivery it's tricky because they can't be in the same vehicle because they have the social distance right, right okay So I got a phone call today, yesterday, a text saying that your delivery will come tomorrow morning. I was like, great. So a big articulated lorry arrives. Okay. The man puts on his little mask and his gloves and then a little transit van follows. So this, this is how they're doing it. The articulated lorry, because they can't sit in the cab together, a little truck follows behind like a shark and a pilot fish, just sort of like (laughs) going up and down. Up and down the N25. Um, like. Anyway, it turns out that the rug wasn't two metres long. <laughs> so <laughs> they couldn't deliver it as two people. So it just took one one anyway. And um, he threw it on the didn't throw it. He put it on the drive and he was laughing. And I said, oh, thank you very much. The other guy was just like, oh, you know, this is funny. Like that. And then, I like, not only that, it was also really light. So I got my gloves on, picked it off. And I was just like, the world's gone mad. The world's gone mad. I, I really want you to return it, but you say that you're not going to. No, I can't, I can't I can't go through it. I can't go through that in <laughs> reverse. I think you need to see the rug on the Facebook group. Have you thought um, about your story? Yeah, well, I, I I knew initially what it was going to be, but I'd forgotten about the rug story. So it was going to be something super smug about the world being amazing, but instead it's going to be that I bought myself a new pair of trainers. And oh, the Nike ones no i still really want those ones oh, they're okay they're the yeah i still really want the nike ones so basically i'm air max obsessed and i designed myself a really nice pair of nike air max and i've got to save up to buy them but there was a limited edition pair of trainers that i really wanted um and they're available on three websites and then they became not available on one website. And then they became not available on the second website. And it has that thing where it says, email me when in stock. Oh, but it was three, but it was three weeks. And Joe was like, they're too expensive on that website. You can't get it. You can't, you've got to wait. And then I just thought, No, I'm gonna get them. Because if they don't come back in stock because they're limited edition, I'm gonna just beat you to death with another <laughs> shoe. And that would be much more expensive in the long run. So, yeah. Well, but also, you know, that thing of like, if you don't buy a dress when you see it that you like, mm-hmm. then when you need a dress, there won't be any that you like. And yeah. I wear trainers all the time. And there are a pair of trainers that go with everything. So they arrived today. They fit. They're amazing.
1: So I'll I need to
0: take them. a picture of my rug. I'll take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> of your lockdown rug. Right? <laughs> oh, not even going there <laughs> My friend's a waxer and she was like it's great because I'm doing all my waxing myself so I'm not having any trouble that people are any. and I was like are you doing your bikini line yourself and she was like no <laughs>
1: okay, I, I,
0: I made the mistake of doing my own bikini line once it took a whole bottle of red wine it literally took me a whole evening and I had, to, I had to drink a whole bottle of red wine just to get through I, it I, my friend, when I lived with my bestie, she had an epilady. Epi- oh, epilady. Oh. Uh, epi- and torture. we used to have to drink. We used to have to make a vodka and elderflower. that was mostly vodka. And then kind of shriek whilst we did it. Um,
1: right. That's okay. lovely. That's that lovely That's...
0: image. I'm, I'm going to go and put my Ocado shopping away. So living the dream today.